It's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. But eat a damn snack. You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. Short steps are better than long steps. That's the only time in your life you're gonna hit short is better than long. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to 614 Headsets, the weekly football podcast where we say football is more than just a game, it's a lifestyle. Just yesterday, we had the amazing opportunity to go to the OHSFCA clinic. We had a, a great time sitting down with some of the great coaches from across the state. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to try to bring you some special segments that we titled Four Quarters with some great coaches. Before we get into that, though, we have to mention our show sponsors who make all this possible. And the first one I want to talk to you about is Fundraising University. Fundraising University of Ohio offers a variety of fundraising efforts that helps football teams run profitable, effective, and fast-paced fundraisers designed to raise the most money in the shortest amount of time to reach your fundraising goals. Fundraising University of Ohio is locally owned, operated, and with their six-step blitz system will help your team maximize profits. Brett Maxwell with Fundraising University will sit down and help you pick, plan, and strategize and execute your next fundraiser. If you're interested in us running a fundraiser for you, please contact Brent Maxwell at bmaxwell at fundraisingtheletteru.net or 740-501-8946. And our second sponsor who we, we got to mention is Story Rivals. Storied Rivals Sports Media offers the most unique highlight experience available. Storied Rivals delivers your team's content with services designed to change the way you experience these unforgettable moments now and for a lifetime. Storied Rivals now offers a complete team apparel and player shop customizable to your program. Contact us by mail at info at storiedrivals.com to schedule an appointment with a member of our team. Two great services, two great sponsors. As you head into this next offseason, reach out to them to set your program into new heights in 2024. Without further ado, let's get into it. I hope you enjoy these uh, next couple segments titled Four Quarters, live from the OHFCA Clinic. Make sure you subscribe on, on YouTube and whatever platform you might listen to the podcast. And also make sure you go check out the home of 614 Headsets at www.614headsets.com. Check out all the great content we have on there, and maybe you can go and check out The Lab. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to 614 Headsets. We are live from the OHSFCA clinic, trying to sit down with some of the great coaches around this state and, and talk a little football. Joining us today, Tennyson Varney, head coach of Hamilton Township. Coach, appreciate having you on. How are you doing today? Doing wonderful, right? Great to be here. What a great time to be around a, a lot of good people who care about making the game better and, and enjoying a little bit of social time, you know, cutting it up a little bit and enjoying some good stories, right? I love this weekend. I look forward to it every year. It's the one – the one – It's the one weekend one that weekend I just like get to be where you I, yeah, and you I just beg get to my, be yourself. I beg like, my wife and I cash out all my points to be like, this is my weekend. So. I cash them PPs. That's what yeah, we call that's them right. in my house. Yep. Mm -hmm. You, can, you can fill the two Ps in there. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, a little bit different. We we're trying to do something we're going to call four quarters, and we're going to ask maybe four questions, and who knows, there could always be a little overtime mixed into there with, with these guys. Not but, with Arnie, though. He usually puts it on teams and doesn't need to get to overtime. I know, yeah. especially after last year. I don't even know year. the overtime rules. I probably should research that. <laughs> yeah. but that that's a, that's a, a great point. Coach, I'll start with question one. 
Just fill us in about your season, your 2023 season. Quick summary, quick rundown. I know you had a big year, but everybody else might not know that. Yeah, we, we did some really good things. We actually, you, you never know what to expect, right? It's high school football. You think you're going to be good. You're not real sure. We scrimmaged originally on. We both looked at each other and said, are we going to win a game? Are we going to be, <laughs> yes. I wasn't sure what to expect. I think we did a good job of, of getting some kids out who, who hadn't been out before, who made a huge difference. We were able to win nine straight, battled injuries like every other high school football team does, right? And we, we, didn't, we just didn't win the big ones when it counted at the end. And it, still a successful season, still super proud of our kids, had a blast, right? We always said we love coaching football, right? I tell people that all the time. It's, I can't believe that people pay me to do this, right? I can't believe that people say, hey, you get to go up every day and work with kids and try to make a difference and those kind of things. Yeah, we scored a lot of touchdowns. We did some really good things. But overall, I think that just the culture of our program changing over the course, this has been my fifth season coming up. I think just the culture of our program, our kids buy in, that's probably what made the season the best. So, And like I've scrimmaged Varney now three years or two years mm -hmm. in a row now. And those dudes played hard this year for Varney. And you could see that they were playing – to play for Coach Varney, and not they didn't let us hit our big plays like we did the previous year, and they just played great football. And that, that was probably the funniest thing of my year too. Is like Varney and I, I would imagine we talk a lot throughout the season, and we just communicate on things. And we both looked at each other after that scrimmage, was like, "Are we gonna suck together, or are we gonna be good together?" Like we had no clue what the season was gonna be, and we actually ended up both being nine and one. Coach Varney got District Coach of the Year as well. He got his conf or, or yeah his league co uh, coach of the year in the mid state league, which was super cool. Coach Varney, I wanted to ask you about your time at Franklin Heights though. What was what do you take away from being at Franklin Heights and take with you to Hamilton Township as it's just two completely different environments? First of all, I'm an idiot forever. Just put myself out there. Everybody's a dreamer, right? Everybody thinks they can do change the world kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I could go back and ever get, convince myself to do what I did again. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> I basically. I started at Division yeah, 7. Yeah. I lived, I, I, my first job I got was at Division 7, the, the Crestline Bulldogs, the Junkyard Dogs. The stadium mm -hmm. was next to a junkyard. That's mm -hmm. where the Junkyard Dogs, right? I grew up my whole life 30 minutes from here. Always went to the town next to it. When I applied, I had to Google search where it was. That's so incredible. <laughs> and honestly, I had, I had interviewed for some jobs and, I don't know. I just didn't get them for whatever reason. It's really hard to break into being a head coach. And I remember the day I told my wife I was going to take that job. And, and my wife graduated from Franklin Heights a long time ago. And she looked at me and she just said, are you really going to do this? And, and I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Yeah, I am. So I went and did it. I, I wouldn't trade those memories for the world. I literally have thought about writing a book on my time. Just as far as I took that job and didn't take a single coach with me. I literally just showed up. When I got there, they had seven kids on the roster. I, I got buffaloed, boys. Play with 11 if you didn't know. Yeah. I got, I got buffaloed, man. I'll never forget when they hit me that, hit, hit me that roster and they said, hey, go. These are the kids you're going to talk to. And I said, there's only seven kids here. And they're like, yeah, you got some work to do. I said, buddy, you think so? <laughs> it was the wildest, craziest, most fun ride I've ever had. I just don't know if I could have sustained that. Like, being honest with myself, like, you got to be real clear with what you can and can't do. But I love those kids. I still, I'm still in contact with them a ton of times. You know what I mean? Some of those kids have went on to do some really great things. I, I wouldn't trade that for the world. I would not. And uh, I, think, I think it's important to just tell everybody about what you accomplished there. So remind us. I, 
a playoff season or a big run one time. Let's let's be clear. So they're not even close to what you did there. Like we know this because, but we're going to have people that tune in and listen who who don't know the journey that Franklin Heights was or even necessarily where Franklin Heights is now. After he left. So maybe fill us in on that. Historically, probably one of the losingest programs in Central Ohio. I I don't have the data to back that up, but I can look through Joe Idle and and tell everybody. Before I got there, I don't know if they'd won more than a game or two in a season in, in the past decade. The first season, it was rough. It was a lot of just, what are we doing? You know what I mean? From assistants to kids to mm-hmm. everything. And so we started to get it together. It really made me revisit who I am as a person, number one. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you think you got the answers, right? When I was at Hamilton Township, we scored a ton of points. We did a lot of good things. You believe, oh, I got the answers, right? You don't. And it's it, you face yourself real quick when you're nobody. Here's what I learned, Okay. That's what I tell everybody. Everybody comes up and they say, man, great job this year, coach. Great job. And you know what I say? I was also 2-28 and 28 at one point in time, too. So just wait till next year because I don't know if I'll win again. <laughs> so let's enjoy it together right now. So going back to Franklin Heights, the second year, this is the wildest thing that I'd ever had happen to me as a coach. We ended up, we were 4-1, and one, and we were scoring a ton of points. And the, the school district actually came in and shut us down and pulled every single registration of the kid in my program, kids in my program because other people were calling in and saying that we were doing things wrong or I, nobody had ever seen anything. You just can't have success and you people can't, be happy yeah. for you. It does not happen. There's yeah, a lot it, of haters. It was wild. It, it actually crushed us. I sat, they, they sat any kid that was they deemed that could be close to anything, and, and all of it was just not right. Like none of it was correct. So then by the time I got all the kids back that season, it was like game nine. We battled game nine, and then we won week 10 against Big Walnut to finish the season. And then I knew I basically returned. Everybody had a, we had some really good kids, though. We had a kid that went and played receiver. Seth Dawkins played receiver at Louisville. Yep. One of the, the best kids I've ever been around, just a freak athlete. He left, and then everybody said, oh, that guy's gone. They ain't going to be able to do anything. And then turn around, we had an incredible season. We got beat by New Albany for the league title. We went 9-1 and one in the regular season. It was crazy. Came down to one last play. They busted a buck sweep on us for about 50 yards to win the game. And super proud of the kids for battling then, deal. Then we turned around and, and we played a, probably one of the best teams Licking Heights has probably had ever. Yeah. And we were able to win a, a home playoff game, then, which was a, some people have had just unlimited success, right? They've just been so, like, it's just what they do. That's not what you do there, right? And, and we were able to win that one. And then we went on to go play Maslin Perry in the playoffs, which was a machine. Yeah. I got to tell this story. This is oh, crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, we're going to get us a bus. You know what I mean? We're going to Mount Vernon. You're going to heat the bus. We're going to get us a nice like, touring bus. Yeah. Charter they voice. laughed at that charter. They laughed at me. And so we took a bus without heat to, to a game that was probably about 20 degrees. And we show up, and here comes Maslin Perry. They brought their own – this is the craziest thing I've ever seen – they brought their own play clocks and basically turned it to the to the to the box so that they would call their play with under 5 seconds left every single time so there was no play clocks on the field except they had a play clock their own and they watched it every single time it it was incredible i've never seen that, that it, i've never seen i was and this is crazy too, ready? So I didn't even know. Look, I'm young. I, I, I don't know anything about anything. I still don't. But I figured some stuff out. Because when I looked over, they weren't shivering. Like, I was in shorts. And a T-shirt. And a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was rolling because that's what 
we'd won. I wasn't going to take it off until we. Nope. I'm sitting over there, boys. I'm, I, I honestly couldn't feel my feet for two days. <laughs> and what I found out was they had salamander heaters on their sideline. Yeah, they had the big yeah, boys. Yeah, so I got yeah. way smarter the on that torpedoes. one. Torpedoes. It was yeah. incredible. When I seen that, I was like, man, no wonder they beat our beat yep. our tail because. They are smarter than me. You get to that point, you got to pull out all the stops. And that's one of those we things. We have no though, stops. Like, Listen, right. we were lucky to. Oh, I no. wrote a grant. That's a humbling Listen. experience, too. Because, yeah. like, we, and I know it directly know. from the fact of this year when we had Big Walnut pull up and we're hosting our world. first ever home playoff game in school history. And Big Walnut comes in with 120 kids. And then come to find out, talking a little bit later on, talking to uh, their coach. He did that strategically to because he knew we weren't going to have that many kids. He knew we only had about 50. Mm -hmm. It was very intimidating for, sure. for our kids. And they have the big flat screen TV. Yeah. They got the end zone cameras going up. They're, they just have all other guys are using stretch bands. And it's a mental block, I would say, TV. for yeah, these kids. Yeah, it is. Right? It, it like, was wild. I, I, TV's on a silent overrated. That's my I, I, will say, I need an iPad. I don't need a TV. Yeah, no, I that's a fact. I don't need guys, don't need guys so, sitting there. But then when you're sitting there seeing it, though. Don, we get in the mix, man. Oh, what I was going to ask is you go from Franklin Heights where you have, success, we have success and then you go to where you are now. And how do you keep kids from, I don't want to say complacence, the right word, but like in the face of success, we talk about this all the time, like the kids can get off track and like it, it can, you can keep winning, but it can wreck your entire vision because it's like, well, why do I need to believe what this coach is saying? We're 8-0 or we're 9-1. Mm -hmm. Like, screw that. We, we've got it all figured out. How hard is it to keep them on that same vision that the coaches have for what the season could be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's one of the greatest questions around because I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't learn how to coach football until I didn't win a game for 20 games straight. Yeah, That's when I learned how to coach football. Anybody can draw that's something up. Take. That's that, you, anybody take. can draw something up and toss it to the best kid on the field and then cheer, right? Yeah. But when you are getting beat consistently by seven and eight touchdowns and you can keep kids' interest like you're talking about, that's when you learn how to coach football. Yeah. I hear it say all the time, you know what will make that dude a really good coach? Losing. Because that's when you start to dive into and reflect mm -hmm. and Find look at every little thing. Everything from practice structure to what you feed the kids before a game. And honestly, that's the best thing that ever happened to me was it's week nine. We haven't scored a touchdown in three weeks. We end the season with pick central, Gahanna, and pick north. Back to back, we played probably, when I was there, we played probably the toughest schedule in the state of Ohio. Yeah. And uh, I still had kids wanting to play football. Mm -hmm. So, like, when people say, it's great, I've won some awards, I've gotten some stuff, that's all cool, all good. One of the most things I'm ever proud of is I was still able to keep a 100-man roster at Grove City when people didn't want. Yeah. The, the previous guy, who's a phenomenal human being, didn't go the way he wanted it, right? It didn't go the way I wanted it. In all honesty... You, you, the evaluation process of just looking at every single thing you do assistant-wise, right? Who you're hiring, what they're teaching, yeah. what they're saying, all of those things. When you do that yeah. and you can still – and also being able to recognize when you should leave, right? Yeah. Like leaving on my own was the best thing that I ever did because that right there takes – that's a challenge because everybody – we're competitors, right? I don't ever want to just say I can't do it, but also at the same time, you also know what's best for the kids and community has to come first. So going back to what you're saying, we have a great season. It's just as hard to motivate kids when you're winning as it is when you're losing. So I, I told our guys this year, I just told our kids just this week at weightlifting is it's way easier to work your way to the top than to stay at the top of your league. And right now we've won back-to-back. -back. You won your conference, and now you're trying to find a way to stay at the top and stay there. And it's hard as hell to stay at the top instead of work your way there. It's not even just hard. 
it's keeping the interest of kids as difficult as it is anyways, right? No, uh, it, it's, it, well, it, I mean, tying it back into the clinic. If you listen to Matt Guerrero yesterday, his whole thing, their callback thing was like, how do you keep a, a group of kids who can't keep attention in life? How do you keep them locked in? And it was literally like, like Simon says, that's a great, yeah. he had their 12 emphasis things on defense and it was, what the the players called back and they just you could tell it they ingrained it in everything they did and here that's the highest level of football and they're saying the same thing how do you find a way to keep today's kids attention who can't keep attention i think the biggest thing that i've learned through coaching is and this is this sounds when i say this to people they look at me like i'm insane but i tell our kids all the time if we're only doing this for a win we're going to be upset you know what I mean? If we're only looking for Friday night to, to cheer about a win and that's it, yeah. then, then we're all going to be upset. Because let me tell you something, the difference between I've been up top, I've, I've done some really good things, I've been a really poor coach, right, by, by the yeah. standard. They're not that far apart. Yeah, They're really not. They're really not. The difference is the people you're doing it with, number one, right, the people who you are grinding with day to day, and the buy-in from the kids. Those are the two things that are far apart. Everything else doesn't matter. I always tell the kids, like, we got murdered, right? We played for league title against Logan Elm. He did a phenomenal job. He went right at us. Kudos to that dude. He, he, he's a great coach, great program, right. doing a hell of a job. I told our kids, look, we got to get better, right? It's not over. Yeah. It ain't over. It's not the end of the time, right? It's not the end of the world, right? We, we, now we got something to reflect on, right? Mm-hmm. It's also hard when you are doing things. I don't even know if we were – I shouldn't say doing things well – when you're scoring points yes. and you're beating people, it's hard to really be reflective and say, did we do it correctly? Because on the board, it looks correct, right? But that's in all reality, point. that's true. so when you're talking about how do you really motivate kids, number one would be you just have to have some kind of a system that number one doesn't crush them, but also drives them to want to fix the problem, right? Yeah, fashion. I mean, it shows them the problems, yeah. irrespective of whatever the final score is. Well, that was, that's what our whole focus was last yes. year. We went 10-0 and 0 in the regular season, but the entire time was trying to create the buy-in of, yes, you're winning, but there are still a lot of things to improve in the process and get better for the ultimate yeah. goal. We've talked, like, winning doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean it's an easy season, but it's trying to see through that. Yes, you just harder. scored 30-plus points more, but you are still doing a lot of things yeah. not yeah. right. Hey, yeah. I and mean, here's the thing, too, is I always told people, and I don't know if you said the same, Barney, when you were losing, right? Like, I had this perception of being a head coach, of winning's going to cure all. I used to say that to so many people. I used to always say that, like, when we were losing my first two years, when we were 0-5 my second year. I was like, ah, if we just get a win, it's going to cure all. Winning cures all. This year we won. It makes it harder. It didn't cure anything. Mm-hmm. It brought more, I, won't, I don't want to say problems, but more uh, obstacles up, like, throughout the season and, de- and trying to navigate the world of, like, parents wanting their kids to be involved in success now. Because we had people that thought their kids should be involved because we stunk and we were losing and getting beat up on. So they're like, oh, my kids should just be playing. He's better than the kids out there. Now you got the parents that are like, why is my kid not out there for the success reason? They want to see them getting all the flowers and glories. And you're like, gosh, man, it's just such a thankless job. And that's why it's like, I appreciate all the high school coaches so so much. Bruce at our awards night rattled through like the senior class and what they've accomplished and three championships. And the Mm -hmm. last two years, it was like 25 and three. 
crickets. And Bruce yeah. even stopped and was like, I th- you guys can clap. Because I don't think <laughs> yeah. you understand yeah, like, that's, that's, how, how hard that – he literally had to reinstill even back in the parents about how big numbers. that was. Yeah. So it's crazy. Coach, quarter four, last question. Okay. I, I, wanna, I, I think this is great. 2024 Hamilton Township, what are you focused on? What are you excited about? Uh, this is awesome. What do you do after you've had a successful season, right? What I'm trying to explain to our kids that with success comes expectation. And with expectation, if you just float on the, the success, that. yeah, that, if you just float, money. if you just float on the success, you're not going to make it. So my whole thing was I took one piece. I have a, a, I used to be the guy who would go for an interview and I'd have this big book, right? And it was just a whole bunch of stuff. And if they ask you a question about what, it, tell me what your philosophy on this is. I'd look through the book and I'd be sitting there and I'd want to pull it out and show them. And, and, and I had someone tell me this, buddy, you don't know it then. If you have to look in that book to figure out what it is you believe in, then it means nothing. So the last time that I got hired at Hamilton Township, I went into the interview with just basically one item. And I, I, I told them, if I can't explain what's on here, and believe in it and have a purpose for it, then it's probably, I'm probably not the right guy. And so going back to it, like our big focus this off season, how do we get better when we think we're already good, right? How do you make a kid get better when they think that they're on top of the mountain? So our whole big thing is just being about being intentional, right? That is, that, that's really hard, right? So I'm t- a little slogan I'm telling the kids right now, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna live intentional and fight every day. Life, right? That's what it's about. Live intentional, fight every day. I like that. And we're trying to explain, yeah. right? Because we're not intentional people by nature. Most of us, it's all, we're all guilty of it at some time in some place of just floating through life. You yeah. get up in the morning, I don't have my clothes ready, I haven't packed my lunch, I don't know what's going on, and you just, just survive. So I'm yeah. trying to take our kids from survival mode into what does it mean to be intentional and what does that plan look like? And how are you defined? What does intentional mean at Hamilton Township? Because that's a word that I've put yeah. into our slogan so, for the offseason because we yeah. texted about this. I just talked thing. to our coaches about everybody's recipe for success is different, right? The unique, it's unique to every program. What you're dealing with at Northland High School is not the same stuff I'm dealing with at Hamilton Township. Same thing with Gahanna, right? But it doesn't right? mean you don't have problems. That's right. right? But the like, problems yeah. are different. So you got to figure out what your unique you know, recipe is for success. So for us, ours is just, you know, a couple years ago, I started a weight room before school. We had so many excuses why we couldn't lift. It was unlimited amount of excuses. So what I said was, I'm done with this. I'm not going to do this anymore. In season, out of season, it doesn't matter. And the big thing is we lift before school, right? So I'm really preaching about being intentional about what you eat before you come. What time do you go to bed? Yeah. Or do you have tennis? Listen, we, have, we all deal with the same kids, right? Yep. It's a big win for us that we don't have Crocs in the weight room. Yeah. That's a big win. You know what I'm saying? Huge. You want to know the cool thing I saw on Twitter the other day? I think it was one of the coaches in Tennessee. It might have been the, the – I forget. But they literally had a lineup of shoes, and it had the sizes written on them like – bowling shoes so if you showed up in something and they were the ugliest stealing that yeah. incredible. they had it. them lined up it was like seven pairs of That's the most great. common yeah. sizes and it was like there you go yep. they there weren't nice is. nikes yeah. or anything no. they were but straight racks yeah. That's amazing. Things, you love so. it, the other thing about being intentional that we just had a nice staff meeting the other day and and I, i'm i'm reflecting on myself also because i'm the guy who takes a job who just bulldozes ahead, will take you on any obstacle, and I make it for three years and I leave, right? Yep. But this is year five, and I want to make sure that we're being different in our program. And one of the things that we're focusing on right now as a staff is whatever your expectation is, okay, Mm -hmm. it needs to be 
planned, right? You got to show that you're prepared, right? Yeah. And then you got to show some way for a kid to have growth. Right. If you're not doing those things, because sometimes you just throw things out there. I'm not a huge slogan guy. Honestly, I'm not a huge, like people know me. I'm not a huge hype guy. Like I know what my weaknesses are. I know that I'm not a hype guy. I'm not going to be the guy who's jumping up and down and talking about all this cool stuff. Like I'm just not, I, I understand that, but we're going to have to be a little bit more intentional about the things that we do as coaches. Mm -hmm. and, and we're talking about the weight room for us. It's a big deal. How do we praise the small successes? Mm -hmm. Right. Because I'm a guy like we won. I'm a grinder, just like every football coach we know, right? Every good one. I think I'm okay. I don't know. Hopefully I am. At the end of the day, when you look at it, we're grinders. So I don't even, we're flipping the page right away and we're moving on. But I really want to be intentional about praising our kids about the things they do. So I made it a point. We Listen, everybody's got tennis shoes on in here. Okay, I'm, we're at a different place than somewhere else, right? So what is unique to us and following through and making sure that we just don't Look over the kids who are doing the right, right things. Absolutely. So I love it. So who, who's week one, coach? Who's week one? Whitehall. We play Whitehall. There we, we right. go. Well, yeah. Hey, I want to thank you for coming on and, and wish you luck in 2024. And if you get a chance, Hamilton Township's a great facility, great spot to check out a game. Coach, thank you for coming on and mm -hmm. good luck uh, in your next season. Tear them up, my guy. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate we you. Appreciate this is awesome. You guys do this. Just giving a chance for, for coaches to have a platform to say what they want and yeah. And, and to bring a little bit of fun and, and, and entertainment, right? It's, just it's enjoy it. We love just it. Enjoy we love it. it. We've made so many connections It's, it's this. been the networking has been the greatest blessing of the whole just thing, so we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's awesome. We appreciate you, though, Coach. Yep, thanks, guys. See ya.